Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Already Heard podcast. I'm your host, Sean Reed. I'm the editor and founder of Already Heard. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that at the end of July 2018, we announced we are going to go on hiatus for the foreseeable future. So, with today being the 28th of August, um, we are we set to go on hiatus in two days. Well, we, we, so yeah, um, as you guess probably from this title of the podcast, it's uh, Ask Already Heard, which you basically ask me anything really. Um, over the past week or so, I've been gathering questions um, through our various social media channels, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So if you've uh, submitted a question, thanks for thanks for doing that. Um so yeah, let's not waste any time and get on with all with all these great questions. Okay, let's start with Instagram. Jasper PR, who is also uh, one of our Patreon supporters as well, shout out to them. They asked uh, a very a few questions. The first question is, what is your most memorable moment from covering a live event? Um, there's a few to be honest. Um, I've been lucky. We, we we've been lucky enough as a website, but personally, uh, to cover dozens of festivals and tours over the seven years we've been active. Um, on a personal level, um, there's a few like memorable headline festival sets and just general festival sets and shows that I've been lucky enough to to attend and witness because I've already heard. Um, something that come to mind is uh, Paramore at Leeds Festival um, I want to say 2014 maybe I could be wrong um, when Muse headline downloads I know that that, was, that might be a bit of a controversial one because uh, I know Muse sort of polarised the download audience but uh, I thought it incredible um, more recently The Armed at 2003's Festival again that was just incredible um and I really want to see that band again. Um, other live events, um, there probably is some. There's like, I mean, last I've been lucky enough to see a few bands, some that I've never heard of and become fans of, and some that I've been long time fans of. I've managed, I've managed to catch them a few times because of the website. So yeah, um, there's a few memorable moments and. I'm I'm sure I'll finish recording some or nothing of some, but but yeah, they're like Muse, Paramore, they are they're the first one that come to mind. Uh, Jasper PR also asks, who is the one person slash band you haven't interviewed, but you hope to interview one day? Hmm, that is an interesting one. Um, I mean, I, I've been like, through the website again. I've been lucky enough to interview a whole range of people um put those who know me personally i'm a big jimmy at world fan and a few years ago i managed to interview uh, jim atkins from jimmy at world in in birmingham um the story behind that was that um it was a it was a bit of a rush for me uh i was i, I work in nottingham so it was a, a mad rush from nottingham to get to birmingham because it was a it was like a last minute confirmation, so uh, I had to dash out of work, get the train, make my notes for the interview on the train to Birmingham, and did, did the interview. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'd really pleased that interview, and I'm sure if you searched the website, you could probably find that interview with Jim Atkins. Um, but yeah, people that I'd like to interview. Um, I mean, I've interviewed Tom DeLong from Lean Weight too about ways and I like to do by Mark Hopperson but um I'm sure there are there is people out there that I'd like to sit down with at one point but I'm not very I'm not very well prepared for this and again my mind has gone completely blank. Um I mean let's I mean for those who have known me a long time there would have been someone else I would have liked to interview but um, no longer. Uh, because of that, what that band or that individual did um, a few years ago. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely not one that's no longer on the bucket list. 
again, Joseph here, asks, what is the funniest thing you've read in a press release? God, there is so many press releases that I get on a daily basis. Um, and I'm sure there's another question later on about press releases, which I'll I'll address. But um, in terms of funny press releases, um, I can't I can't think of anything that stands out distinctively. But if it's just if it's a bit silly sometimes and, and it doesn't really attract me, don't it normally ends up in the in the bin. Um, I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit click happy when it comes to pointless um, emails that aren't really relevant to us um, with deleting them. So yeah. And just as PR's final question is name the biggest obstacle for bands and artists today. Um, I think I've got a, there's a similar question else later on, but I'm not I'll have to double check. But yeah, uh, name the biggest obstacles for bands and artists today. I think because of there's various factors behind it, but they're just the the they're just just a, a, the the sea of bands and exposure to bands and uh, the availability to to get bands out there just it's just too big really and and we, we there's bands even over the course of seven years that we've seen um form and then you know they get onto like a a reasonable slot a major festival and then about you know a year later they're no more um two bands that come to mind with that is the, is the um is the 100 and zoics um bands who again had a good a couple of years where they seemed like they were making traction and just just default, just fail and disappear I guess um so yeah um but yeah the biggest obstacle is just it's like an overcrowded scene I guess um which I guess has its positive and negatives you know because like there are so many bands out there means that that scenes are thriving and they're healthy and and so forth but again it's it's also damaging because they're not because there's only so much opportunity to go around for bands and artists and then again some bands don't don't unfortunately get those opportunities that other bands do because for various reasons whether that being you know not having the right label or team around them or not being um, available, I don't know. I mean, there's all there's all sorts of reasons, really, for for bands, um, you know, not not living up to proper expectations. I don't know, but yeah. Um, also, you know, moving on. Uh, Dreamboats and Petticoats on Instagram asks, "How do you think the social climate has affected the music industry over the past five years?" Right, this could be a complicated one. Um, Depend on what circles you, you and scenes you are in on so forth. Um, I think the social climate has um, affected the affected the music industry in quite a positive way. Um, it may not seem apparent to some, um, but there is more. There is gradual change in terms of um, equality and um, just and obviously. A more more mental health discussion within music scenes. So I think issues like like equality and mental health and are have grown within society and and I think that has affected and that's been now sort of um, coincided with with what's been happening within within certain music scenes. I mean I'm sure there's certain circles or scenes out there where it's still um, not as open or accepted as it is in, say, like the DIY punk scene, you know, um, and you know, festivals, certain festivals, you know, be more open to um, to le- le- leveling up that about bal- that that balance of you know having female rep- representation and LGBT representation as well at festivals um you know but 
I'm going to apologize. I'm going to ramble out the points, but yeah. Um, but I think it's been a, a positive effect to answer your question. Uh, Dream Boots and Petticoats has also asked, are we seeing a rise in alternative slash underground culture and music? Um, I don't. It's again. It's for me. It's difficult to say because I'm very much embedded in, you know, alternative music and you know, I guess quote unquote underground music and culture. Um, but I do think with with people's listening habits in terms of um, streaming platforms, there's a more um, like see like metal and rock and alternative music in general isn't I don't I don't think it is looked down upon as much as it was perhaps at one point depending but again that happens to you I mean there's that ever ever going on ever ongoing discussion about is rock is dead and all that but uh, now having attended Leeds Festival last weekend and they're seeing few fires and days Rumba um, it's clear that it's definitely not, uh, but um, it's definitely a, a rise. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a rise. It's more just uh, a more acceptable, um, yeah, more acceptable um, tone or feeling within society and culture. That you know, people will listen to alternative music, but then what? They'll go and listen to the latest Taylor Swift album. Um, and what so? So on so yeah. Um yeah, no rise, just more open. Okay. I think got a couple more left from Instagram. Okay, at MVB underscore RG. I think that's Mark. Uh, Mark I think is also one of our Patreons, so thanks Mark. Oh anyway, he asks, What has been your most proudest moment running already heard? Right. Um, obviously the past seven years there's been a few ups and downs. Um, I'll admit to that. Um, proudest moment. Oh God! I think I'm guessing in in hindsight, if you look at the overall picture, um, already heard was basically, you know, it, it is and always has been the DIY thing, DIY project. You know, I've myself and contributors who you know who have come and gone throughout the seven years. Um, We've been able to grow this this little hobby of ours into, you know, a fairly recognisable outlet online amongst the the dozens of websites and blogs and whatever you want to call them that are out there. Um, so I guess in look at the overall picture, that's the most proudest moment. Um, I don't know. I think, and then like. And more recently, seeing the amount of um, outpouring and gratitude from various people and bands since we've announced the hiatus at the end of July has been very um, humbling. So, yeah, that's quite, quite uh, yeah, very humbling and does make me feel quite proud of what we as a website have achieved. Um and I'm, I'm trying to go like in terms of like uh, specific moments. Um, one of I think it's honestly recommend volume three compilation. We did that uh, in aid of in aid of the mental health um, profit non profit uh, charity Mind, which we we helped raise a bit of money for them. Um, and then yeah, just a little problem was like. When I was growing up, I always wanted to go to Leeds Festival because it was like a really good lineup back then. And then the first year, I want to say twenty, maybe twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fourteen, even, I managed to. I got you know we got given press access, and that was like, for me, that was like a a good a good achievement to reach. So yeah. Um, Mark also asks, when the dust settles, what do you think your takeaways from the site will be? I'm very, as a person, I'm very like self-critical of of, of myself. Um, so, it 
part of me like over the past life since I admit ever since announced Niasis at about end of July, um I've been sort of second guessing it and you know, sort of being a bit apprehensive about this this big big changes. I mean, for those who don't know me, like already heard and me are like more or less one of the same. I, I try I always try and come try and stay already heard as we because it is not just me, it is like the other writers and photographers. But in terms of the the running of it, it is, you know, ninety nine percent me. Um so yeah, I've been a bit apprehensive about this major life change that I'm about to go on. Um but yeah when the when the dust settles as as Mark Mark states, um I think the one takeaway I can have is that I hope is I hope that we made a difference in this little made a little dent in this little in this music scene if it was like, you know if we've if we've turned a reader onto a certain band or whatever that that's that we I think that's like a job done because like one of the aims we wanted to make when when starting on sites that we wanted to expose new music and support new music and support new bands and and I think I like to think we've done that over the past seven years we've you know we've we've you know we've discovered bands and you know pushed them and they've gone on to do great things which is just again that get as a prime moment proud moment so yeah um so yeah i again i'm again i apologize for rambling but yeah if and i'm so critical of myself i think if i take a step back i can look and say i did this and i did it from you know from the bottom and i took it so far and far as i i can at this very moment right so over onto twitter um dave apologies again if i if i um if I mispronounce anyone's name, I do apologise. So Dave Musson asks, what does a new unsigned band have to do to actually make a dent in 2019 and have a shot at getting somewhere? Um, I guess, I'm guess i guessing this is like a two-part question. He also asks, is having good music enough or do they also need a full marketing strategy to go with it? Again, this is a, a very complex um, <laughs> a, a very complex sub, sub, subject matter um, again the, go back to the point where there's there's, 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 just, there's such a big sea of bands you know many go undiscovered and many you know get get lucky I guess um, but yeah a new unsigned band um, I mean I'd have to tell you that having good music is is the key start, you know. Um, you know, if your music shit, no one's no one's gonna no one's gonna take interest. Um but I think, you know, just being having good music, um that's thing obviously playing putting putting hard work in, putting the graft in, you know. Um I mean there's bands, you know, who I'm sure we've met we featured and they've They've been slugging it out for years and you know, doing, doing those like those random free weekend runs and you know down the south or like you know like just touring when and where possible and just trying to you know um, what's I'm looking for sort of hone their craft and you know just stick at it. Um, um, but in terms of getting a shot, um, again it's. You know, the the music industry is you know sometimes not all the time. Sometimes it is, you know, surrounding yourself with people in the you know in the now as such, or at least you know trying to make good good connections. But don't do it 
so quick. You know, you don't you know don't do one song and then think you're gonna, you know, get signed to this label or that booking agent or that management's gonna sign you up or you know that that publicist's gonna pick you up on on the on one song. You know, you need to you need to have a good set of songs behind you and a good a good work ethic. That's okay, that's the that's the that's the that's the main point I'm trying to make here. Good having good work ethic of you know and then I think people will respect you. So yeah, good work ethic. And to having a full marketing strategy, again I think but some bands, you know, they, they think oh right, we we're on time man, we we play every every now and then. And they go, oh, well, we need to get this publicist. But if you're not gonna, if you're not touring, or you're not got like a, you know, a six month plan or a nine month plan, or in a or twelve month plan, you know, you you could just you could release a single or an EP or an album, and then but if you have nothing planned, and you're not and you're not willing to plan anything, you know, you're you you're gonna you're gonna struggle. But again, this is all my opinion, so I could be completely, completely wrong. But yeah, we didn't get any questions on Twitter, so yeah, Dave, thanks for that. Right, but on Facebook we did. Um, okay, we've got a load of questions here, but I'll... but yeah, we got plenty of time. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll go from as 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 I went. Right, so Kim from the band Mule, Mule, that's right. Kim asks, which independent music blogs, sites, like yourselves, would you personally recommend for fans of your site to follow? Because here in the UK, I find, again, sorry, Kim, this is a great question as well, and shout out to the, the following sites and blogs I'm going to mention. But yeah, here in the UK, we're, we're quite, um, I was like, a relatively small island, island beat, and because... We've been going out there seven years, and you know, you go to these gigs and festivals, and you sort of see the same face, and you get to know him and whatnot. So yeah, look. So over the past few years, I've been fortunate to like befriend a few websites and blogs and editors and people connected to to various platforms. So yeah, um, in terms of sites that I'd recommend, um, I recommend Dead Press. Um, I again, I've known Zach. Even Zach before I started, I already heard. I knew Zach from Dead Press, and he got a great team over there. And uh, I think he, he may have got some of our ex writers as well. Because, um, yeah, that's not, no, <laughs> again, I, I didn't mean in a horror way, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, Dead Press really good. Punktastic is, I mean, for those who, if you like my age, he's like early 30s, um, Punktastic was has been around for, like, I think, like, 15, if not nearly 20 years. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're still going strong. Um, we've got Rock Sins, uh, Distorted Magazine, Alt Corner, Moshville Times. Uh, what else have we got? Shout Louder. Uh, it's got Discover Magazine, Track 7, uh, New Fear Media over in the States. There's all these... There, there is a great... Um, uh, yeah, great connect great group of blogs out there that i don't feel get well they feel like they do they are known of obviously and like i think but we're all on the same level one thing i've realized in like recent in recent months is that rather than being so competitive with each other we you know we i've found not a, a newfound respect but rather than you know, just you know just respect each other and I think that's what we have we have respect for each other and you know we try and advise each other where and when possible um yeah I think and I think that's great again um great in our community that we have this this bond of you know what's it of how and what is it like to run a music website um when it's not you know financially successful and and it you know it does wane on you when yeah, when like when there's no like when there's when there's sometimes there isn't a positive outcome. So yeah, um yeah, Dead Press, Booktastic, Boxing, Distorted, Alt Corner, Marshall Times, 
uh, Turn It Louder, Shout Louder, School Magazine, Track 7, uh, New Fury Media. Um, so yeah, all those guys, go and check them out. Yeah, so yeah. Um, next, Mickey asks, does the present musical climate have an influence on the, on the, excuse me, on the decision to go on hiatus? And if so, can you put it into words, the reason for this as you see it? Um, no, I, I regards it's is in the the current musical climate for being influenced for the hiatus. No, um, although I think in, I mean although in my um, announcement last month, my my interest has sort of waned on new music, but it's not the that is that that isn't the the direct reason for the hiatus there are various very other reasons for the hiatus um because you know i mean i i am still a music fan so yeah but like in terms of the present musical climate i am very much supporting new music and listening to new music um, it's not a case of where oh i've just completely lost interest in listening to music and and so far i mean i mean i admit there are times where I've just sort of gone on a lap on music and sort of just scroll through and just thought I can't bother this to I've got some podcasts to listen to instead. Um but I'm probably to this one. But yeah, um yeah. But yeah, present musical climate is not um an influence on our uh, hiatus. So yeah, thanks for that question, Mickey. Next, uh Brody asks, what are some of your favourite memories running already heard? Okay, so favorite memories. I think I as mentioned meeting Jay Badkins and uh, Shintan DeLong, um doing the recommends volume three mind compilation. Um there 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 are there are a lot of like little things that I can I could probably pinpoint out like um I mean I I'm fortunate enough to to interview Tom Searle a couple of years ago at Leeds Festival, um, which in hindsight again is very, uh, it's quite, uh, you know, obviously with with Tom's with Tom's passing, it's in hindsight it's very, you know, it's, I guess, it's quite a significant moment for me to have that have that opportunity to to speak to Tom. And, well, um, speaking, to, I remember speaking to Tom during that brief interview at Leeds Festival. I asked. We spoke about um, uh, record albums of the year so far, and I want to say they may have just released um, all gods of have abandoned us that, that year. And I spoke to Tom and I asked him, "So, what's your album of the year so far?" And he's like, "Oh, it's not one that's out yet, and it's the excerpts. There's only you album, which um, if you know the excerpts and that album, that album is fantastic." Um, and again, on a side note, the excerpts are one of the UK's most underrated, even under yeah, underrated bands. Uh, the excerpts should, you know, should be far bigger than they actually are. But again, that's that's music for you. But yeah, um, favorite memories. Um, I mean, on a personal level, it's been great that I've I've been able to you know make. It's a bit soppy, but like I've managed to, you know, found found like new friends online and in, you know, in real life as well. I mean, um, a former sister editor Dane Wright, I I was one of his groomsmen at his wedding uh, last year, and we 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 wouldn't have met if he hadn't come on board as a writer. Already heard, um, yeah, bits and great friends, uh, some great acquaintances, and people that behind the scenes I can. Like publicists and labels and people, you know, within the industry that I can I can trust in terms of um, advice and so forth. But yeah, that's that that's quite uh, I guess a favourite memory. <coughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying. Over the favourite memories, obviously, all the festivals that um bands that I've. That I interviewed and, and I've managed to see and like people that I've met and um, I mean one one that I just thought of more recently was um, 
back at 2003 this year, I interviewed Jamie Lemon. You can read that full piece on the website right now. Um, interviewed Jamie Lemon, and I regret it, but after I pressed stopped on my recorder, Jamie says, Jamie gave, gave basically a nice compliment about the website, and you know, I think, and you know, just we should really heartfelt as well, which. And that again was quite um, quite a moment, I guess, for me. Because, oh, for me, I mean, yeah, that's good. I mean, knowing it's those little things that knowing that all this hard work that we put in, having those little moments of appreciation is very gratifying. So, yeah. Uh, Brody, uh, go back to the question. Brody also asks From your perspective as a music reviewer slash news reporter, what advice would you give to new bands and artists trying to get their out there in the new in the world of music? Right, I think I'll just show the question again. You need you need good songs, good music to get get noticed, um, and then you know just gradually you know got a good work ethic, good work ethic, good music, easy done. Right, <laughs> sorry, Brady. Yeah, we, I've answered that question earlier, and I didn't realise you'd ask the same question. Okay, and then. Next, David Marley asks, what was your original goal for Already Heard and have you achieved it? Mm. Again, this goes back to being very self-critical of myself. Um, but again, in hindsight, I guess the original goal was to sort of build a platform where we didn't rely on on news to get, to get growing. Excuse me. Sorry, um, I, the original goal was to you now have plenty of focus on original content rather than constantly pumping out news and rehashing press releases and so forth. But, I mean, yeah, I, we we did that for a couple of years and then it just it just, we just stopped because it's just so time consuming. Um, you know, and there's only so many times you can write about a new a new video or a new song or a new album announcement or a new tour. Um, so yeah, um, the original was always to to sort of develop a platform which um, put emphasis on original content, and I've, I like to think we've achieved that. Um, another goal we had, I guess, in what I think I mentioned earlier about how um, you know to to give exposure to new bands and unheard bands, and yeah, and just sort of help push them rather than you know push the same bands that you know get put down people's throat on a daily or weekly basis um yeah i hope i'm hope i like to think we've achieved that david or david also asks what's been the most surreal moment um wow um there have been quite a few uh, there probably has been a few surreal moments um meeting tom delong and again for those who knew me, I mean, I grew up. At, I'm a, like Blue Matter, like one of my favorite bands of all time, and you know, I got this. I got the opportunity to, very early on, already heard to to speak to Tom DeLonge, and that was just like a bit surreal. And but yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I there probably have been more surreal moments. I'm sure someone out there be, who knows me like, hey, but you did you did this and now you did that, and I'd like, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, this, but yeah, thanks for those questions, David. Next, we got Andrew Packwood who has asked a great question that I, I actually, I actually um, prepared a slight sort of prelude answer ahead of time. So yeah, Andrew Packwood asks, favorite, what's your favorite releases you've had to review where you've never heard of the band before? Okay, well, I'm with a sort of cheat where it's not bad, but I've, I've heard. Of, Sorry, a band I've reviewed, but it's bands that um, I n- I'd never heard of before when we were sent when I discovered them or that I've been they've been submitted to us. So no, so not necessarily review, but we've you know we've covered in some way or another on the website. So I've made a little list, and there's probably dozens more bands that I'm forgetting. So if if you're if you're listening and you're and we've somehow you know helped you out and praised you at some point over the past seven years I apologise but a little list I've got here is The Winter Passing who were a band we we covered 
way back at the start. I think they were one of the very, very first bands back when we did the recommend series weekly. Um, yeah, and they again, they've over the past seven years, like Robin, Kate, and the rest of those guys, they've they've you know, they've been to like the fest in America, and they've they've uh, they've joined BSN Records as well. And yeah, they they're great, and um, it's sort of quite again, it's quite proud of how how this small Irish band that sort of I remember Rob emailing me like, oh, I hear your so and so used to run so and so, and basically it's like oh yeah yeah, and then one thing that's another, and like we yeah we made friends so, and and it's great to see how how the winter passing have come along as well during that time, and um, I'll similar note um. Cult Dreams, aka formerly known as um, Kamikaze Girls, as well. They're they're another band that we've we've sort of been friends with for a few years, and I'm sure there's plenty of other bands that we've been you know, we we befriended and supported that you know, have grown and just you now they're getting plenty of exposure now. Uh, but yeah, back to my list. Uh, Spanish Love Songs. Um, again, they're a band. They were my album of year last year. Schmaltz, Schmaltz. I can't remember what yeah, that was called. We'll give it that, yeah. Special of songs, um, LA, I want to say LA punk band, uh, very Benzinger's esque. Cause if if, if, uh, if you want a comparison, they were a band that um, got emailed to me uh, start of last year, and I just I was instantly hooked. And uh, more recently, I've been listening to their latest single "Losers" a lot more. Um, not not for the, because of, not just because of the title, but just in general, it's a great song. And they're a great band, and again, they've. Over the past like year or so, they've had more more exposure. Not because of us, but I think just in in general, they've they found an audience. And uh, I know they're on Pure Noise Records now, and they're the touring with Hot Water Music later this year. Um, so they're one of my favourite discoveries through everything I already heard. Um, also on my list, we got Mjol. Shout out Kim, who asked, asked a question earlier. Mjol again. Shout out to. The guys that hold tight PR for putting us onto them. Um, to an extent, I guess Brutus are one of those bands that um, I'd never heard of before, and then I became a fan of Brutus. Um, world, the world's greatest dads, who I don't think are who they're again they're, like, they're American bands. I was like a very like you know uh, indie rock emo band. They they had an album out I say last year, year before, uh, called Get Well Soon. Highly recommend it if you've not heard it. Um, uh, the Hotelier, obviously, um, they're a former Record of the Year winner with us. Um, so again, when we when I first heard. Um, Home, I will cut home. Cause I can't for the title, right? I'll be at home. Um, I remember um, hearing a little bit about it like, through Twitter and whatnot, and I remember it in my in my inbox. And then, yeah, that and uh, I want to say uh, the first Somers album. They were two albums that I remember listening to regularly during that like, early. What to say? I want to say early 20, 2013, I want to guess. I could completely wrong. See the Hotelia Somers. Uh, Bellevue Days again. They're a website. Uh, website. They're a band who we've sort of befriended. We've seen them grow and grow very gradually, and now they've got an album coming out um, at some point soon. So yeah, Bellevue Days, um, a lesser, probably more known band, a band called Pentimento, a band who I know they've had a few releases before. I got on board with them, but yeah, they they're a band I've been a fan of. Um, a band that's no longer about a band called Beaumont from Birmingham. They're also on this list I've made. Um, there are probably loads of other bands that I've been, you know, quote unquote, turned on to or rediscovered or, you know, I've been, I guess, fortunate enough to, to hear, like, sometimes ahead of other people. And, yeah, um, going back going back to an early point, it's, 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 a bit, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a positive that I've been, you know, being allowed to be introduced to these bands and you know, and, and times befriend them and so forth. So yeah, um, winter passing, special songs, Mjol, Beatrice, Was Great Dad, Hotelier, Bobby Days, Pentimento, Bermont, and there's probably dozens more that I'm forgetting. 
So yeah, anyway. Andrew also asks, any funny stories from reviewing big festivals? Mm. <laughs> right, funny stories. Um, I want to go to names, but there have been some, partly because I don't know if it's my fault or because the band, because because here, here's a secret, kids. Sometimes bands can't be asked to do interviews at festivals, and that's happened. I've been at the receiving end of that a couple of times. Um, so it's not really a funny story, but yeah, there's there's been. I remember one interview with a band at a festival a few years ago where they literally could not be asked, and it it, it was, and it, it's one of the points where you know you you prepare for an interview really well. You do get you get some. You think you made a good rough plan of what you want to ask and so forth, and you know, then you just get one word answers, and it's so so shitty device. <laughs> it's just like what's the fucking point? So yeah, there have been a few few times where I've interviewed a band, and it's just been a whole waste of time. To be honest, um, but I've also had some very great, very great interview moments where we just taught for ages and uh, more recently uh, my interview with Delad Liar um, which you can read on already heard of com of course that was a I'm really pleased that interview so uh, yeah um, and then back to Andrew's question about funny stories at festivals um, well about oh, the other time where I twisted my ankle last year at Two Thousand Trees which obviously wasn't funny for me but yeah um, it wasn't it's it wasn't good, but I'm just sure. Basically, running to watch um, the Dirty Nail, another band you can add to that list. I mentioned about I never heard of before being sent them. Yeah, running to watch Dirty Nail on the main stage, two thousand trees. I think I hit like a dip in the ground, one tear on my ankle, uh, and then um, I interviewed the Dirty Nail like about an hour later. And to make things better, they gave me a shot of uh, I want to say Jack Daniels. So. So yeah, that's uh, one quick funny story. If you ask another one, if you ask Dane Wright, ex-assistant editor, he'll tell you another story about that's related to Two Thousand Trees and me. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about it here because I don't want to. <laughs> uh, funny stories at festivals. Um, oh, there's I've also um, I want to say Heavy Fest 2012. Um, Atticus Lager. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, that, that that sort of spoiled that entire weekend for me. Uh, yeah, Atticus Lager, and you know having uh, press access and so forth, and so they were quite generous with what they were giving to uh, to press folk. So yeah, didn't end up didn't uh, wasn't very uh, didn't turn out too good for me. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So thanks, Andrew. Thanks for bringing up those memories for me that I want to forget. Anyway, uh, he also asks, Andrew also asks, how many submissions do you get on a weekly basis? Reviews and press releases. Okay. Um, press releases, I get... God, honestly, on average, about 50 to 70 a day, if not more. In terms of how many are they relevant, it, it's about 5%. Um, yeah, we... Because we, because obviously, when when you, if you're like, if you're a random publicist or a random band or whatever, you, and you go, you Google music blog and contact, you find you know you find our contact address and <coughs> and you know you go and they go, oh hey, blah blah blah, the Scourgeur magazine, we're not a magazine, we're a website. Um, they go, yeah, the Scourgeur magazine, we want to review, we want to submit our single. We don't do single reviews. Um, it came out two months ago. I was like, oh, that's no point. So, yeah, we get a lot of pointless emails that aren't relevant to us. Um, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's ones in the past where, where I've, I've skipped on something and it's gone to be something of a big deal, but my bad. Um, in terms of stuff that gets submitted for a review, again, it's, it's not as many as press releases, but in terms of review, it's, I guess it's about... Some weeks it's, it depends on, depends on what the time of year as well it is because obviously um, you know some some weeks some months you get or some quarters you get this there's a hectic re- release schedule and you get a lot to review and some weeks it's very very quiet but um, 
I think on average we 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 were adding like about seven to ten releases to our to do list every week. Um, so, but they, 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 again, there's more there that wasn't relevant to us. So yeah, thanks for thanks to Andrew for those questions. Right, don't worry, we know you there, guys. Carl Dixon asks, "What's the most exciting thing about the UK music scene right now?" Um, well, well, all you heard's not going to be about him, so I guess that's pretty exciting for some. <laughs> um, the most exciting, I guess, in um, the again, I think it goes back to another point I made about how certain scenes are being more inclusive in terms of equality and LGBT to LGBTQ um, communities and. Um, and, and removing that stigma of mental health and being more open, more honest, and and you know we're it's very more, very very more. I think it's become more inclusive, more supportive, and more honest and more open about about what's wrong, what's right, and what's allowed, and so far I think that's in terms of that's the most exciting in about the music scene right now. Um, in terms of bands, um, I'm excited to hear what. This sleep token album is going to be like because I think that's going to be quite a big deal, uh, and I'm sure there's other bands I'm supposed to give a nod to that I'm very excited about, but I can't think of any right now. But yeah, sleep token. Uh, um, but yeah, that's um, I feel like yeah, apologies, Carl, if I went away from your question about that. So yeah, um, yeah, in- inclusivity is the answer to the most exciting thing. Carl also asks, what's the most boring and frust- or frustrating thing? Hmm, that is a... I tell you what, I tell you what, what, the thing I find frustrating about, you know, the music industry, quote-unquote, is that how there's some there's bands out there who, you know, spend years and years and years touring, recording, just sticking, like, putting in, putting in that hard work, and they don't get anywhere they don't get they don't quote work the lucky break and then you get some bands who appear out of nowhere and suddenly they're on this tour or that festival on that tour or that this festival and so on and that that for me is frustrating because it's you know it's, it's i just don't really respect that personally um so yeah put put your work in uh the most boring thing oh god um i guess the most boring thing is the whole rock is dead thing um, you know, it's 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 been churned out time and time again. Or you know, like rock is dead, or guitar music dead, and it's just it's just complete and utter bullshit. And uh, we went uh, well, we had we had the heavy music awards, which you know just happened last weekend, and and that has you know new obviously typical awards. They have a they have two new band cat- categories, so. It's clear there's new bands coming through, and they're all and they are of that the rock variety. So, the whole rock is dead thing is boring as fuck. Get over it. So yeah, next uh, we have Adam Valley of the Audience Please podcast. That's right, Adam. I'm giving you a plug for the Audience Please podcast. Adam asks any advice for, for someone just starting out podcasting slash interviewing bands. Okay. Um, in terms of podcasting, we've if you if you can tell by our podcast, we we've not done very much, um, and you can tell from this complete utter shambles that you listen to. We're not very good at it, or I'm not very good at it. So yeah, but I can't really advise you on podcasting. Maybe you can give me some advice on podcasting, Adam, from through doing the Audience Bleed podcast. In terms of um, in terms of interviewing podcast, interviewing bands, sorry, interviewing podcasts, interviewing bands. Um, again, I, I'm I'm very like so critical of of my interviewing skills. I'm not. I mean, I know I'm not the greatest interviewer. I mean, you just you again if you listen to some of the recent episodes, I'm I'm not great, but um, I, but I think I've developed better as an interviewer in recent years. Um, you know. Going back to that Tom DeLonge interview that I mentioned earlier, that interview was um, basically, you know, eight questions on a piece of paper, boom, 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 done. No, no, like, you know, no conversation aspect to it. It was just, you know, eight questions in, in and out. So, (coughs) 
but I mean, in terms of interviewing, I, I feel I feel like my interviewing skills have developed, and you know, you have to have to. You know, I I find that you know how to treat people with as normal people. I know that's that but that might not sound like the right thing to people. It's like because they're like you know they're 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 in a band and they do this nurse, but like I don't know they're just normal people, and if you can you know. They're human. Like, if you treat people with respect and interview and you know ask like good questions, I think you can get a good repertoire going with them and a good conversation. I think that what for me that what that's is what makes a good interview. And you know, I'm reacting to what and listening to what the the person you're interviewing says is also very important. I don't also ask same question. I guess I guess you get a side question. I don't ask. What's the best way to approach a band for an interview, and what what expectations do slash you set? I'll repeat that again. What's the best way to approach a band for an interview, and what expectations do they slash you set? Okay, best way to approach a band. Um, I think it varies. I obviously always do research, see if they have a, depending on what quote unquote level they are, the band. Do they have a publicist? Do they have a label? Do they have management? If not, go. I, I tend to often go through those routes rather than directly emailing a band because I find it's more, you know, re- respectable if you, you know, go down go down the right routes of you know reaching out to their publicist and saying, hey, I want to interview so and so band, blah 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 blah. I can do it this way, or I can go to this show, or I can do it through Skype or over the phone or whatever. <coughs> um, so yeah, best way is to you know be respect respectfully reach out to a band or someone involved in the band, whether that be in someone in the band or a part of their you know their team, I guess. Um, what expectations do they slash you set? Um, <laughs> It's in like I don't know. That's, I I guess it it in terms of what it, it I think I'm guessing it, it depends on what you're pitching is what your intentions are. You know, and then we 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 could for example we could reach out to a publicist and say we want to do a a fives feature with this band or we want to do a playlist feature or we want to do you know we want to do a a guest blog piece with this band, or or we just or we just want to go. Oh, can we set up a Skype interview with this band? You know, again, just make sure your your intentions are clear, and you're not just going, "Hey, can I do can I interview this band?" That's it. You know, don't you know? I think you need to again treat people with respect and how you'd like to be treated, and and you know. Be clear about what what you want to do and see if you know if they're if they're okay with that and yeah I think I think that's the best way to to approach interviews um, so yeah so we're about an hour into this and you'll be pleased to know there are no more questions <laughs> I've if you've been here this far thank you so much for listening I'm sure it's a complete and utter mess. I've rambled on so much, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm guessing uh, this is just this is getting released the day, yeah, again, there is the day before Oria goes on hiatus on August 30th, August 30th, 2019. If you're listening to after that, um, thanks for listening and going. Readoidyheard.com because there's tons of stuff on there. The website's still going to be online. Um, in terms of the future, I guess, it's we're, we're going silent completely. You know, we're not going to be updating our twi- our social media, updating our Spotify playlist. You know, there'll be no, for the foreseeable future, there'll be no activity besides on September 6th, there'll be one more podcast. Uh, which we wanted to get out sooner, but it was out of our hands. 
So we've had to hold it back to September 6th. This isn't the last episode. But it, but it kind of is. But no respect. <laughs> but yeah, there is another podcast episode after this. On, on September 6th. With a band that we spoke to at least festival just last weekend. Um, but yeah, we can't release it until then. Um, so yeah. But other than that, what you heard is a guest, I guess, coming to an end. Um, if you, again, if you listen to this or you be a reader or writer or photographer or someone that we've worked with in some capacity over the past seven years, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all your support. Um, and if you've, if you've somehow helped us become something out of nothing and you know, just thank you um, we might we might be back we might not um, that I mean the reason we've we've, we've put it we've, we've, say, we've said for the foreseeable future in terms of the hiatus if we, we want to leave it open ended um, you know we might come back we might not um, we'll see um, but yeah for the time being we we not just me personally, but we as a team of writers, we we need to we want to focus on other things away from the site, and we the only way we can do that is by by going hiatus, by going radio silent. So yeah, um, and everyone has been so understanding as well since since we announced the hiatus at the end of July. That um, yeah, so. Again, thanks to everyone who's understood, understand, understand, understood the reasons for hiatus and and the support and and yeah, it's just been very humbling. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna stop rambling on now. I'm gonna go off and do other things whilst Audio just sits there in the memories. Um, yeah, if you wanna. I mean, if you do want to continue supporting already heard, excuse me. If you do want to continue already supporting already heard, you can go to facebook.com slash already heard, twitter.com slash already heard UK or at already heard UK. It, it, I told you, I like that, Adam. I'm rubbish at podcasting. Uh, we were on Instagram, which again, we probably won't be using much after this Friday. Um, we, but I, we will keep the Patreon alive. Um, we, I mean, if you are a Patreon supporter and you no longer want to support Radio because there's nothing, there's no activity, we understand if you want to cancel your your you know, your monthly uh, support for this website. We understand, so I, we, I don't blame you. <laughs> but if you do want to co- uh, help support Radio Heard on Patreon, we're at patreoncom slash heard and um, the money that will. The ongoing support plan will go towards keeping the website online and paying for like domain hosting and other little technical things behind the scenes that you know keep already heard online. Um, so yeah, we're on. And if and if anyone wants to keep in touch with me and what I'm doing after already heard goes dead, um, I'll make me on. I'll be on Twitter at seanreed86 and I'm also on Instagram at seanreed86. So yeah, again, I've rambled on more too much. I'm gonna end this now. Farewell. Oh